Hello, welcome back to 9 to 9. We are on chapter 9. Um, and here God commands Noah to populate the world. Um, pretty short, about two pages. Yeah, so let's get into it. God blesses Noah and his sons, and he said to them, May you be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Fear and dread of you, you will be upon all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the skies, everything that creeps upon the ground, and all the fish of the sea. Wow, so he's telling them that you will be afraid of it. And heck yes, I'm afraid of Jukim monsters Ugh. i think it's it's like how, how fast they move and how disgusting they are um and, and like i used to be scared of spiders or something but it's like i just they're okay they're chill actually they're really chill um you know not the big ones um haven't really encountered that in my living room or anything like that so so yeah <laughs> okay they have been giving into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be yours to eat. Like the green vegetation, which was all that man could eat before. I have now given you everything, but you shall not eat flesh detached from an animal or its blood while it's still alive. So we're already starting with the kashrut um, stuff. So one were able to eat animals and now he's saying like no blood and not if it's still on the animal and don't eat it while it's still alive and let me see let me tell you i don't know if you you guys know of um latest sightings um my friend in south africa runs it and it's basically just like videos of people going to kruger park or any like open park um and take videos of um wild animals in the wild um and there's this one gruesome video it's really really crazy of i don't i think it was a lion like eating a zebra and oh no not a zebra like i, I don't know it was a i i forgot what impala maybe and it was just like losing its limbs, like losing its like intestines on and fighting back. Um, and it's just like really incredible because um, you think like, oh, an animal just eats another one. But like, no, like the animals being eaten, like fight back while they're being eaten. It's just insane. Okay. Okay. Okay, so so don't eat an animal while it's still alive. Don't don't be an animal, in other words. But I will demand an account for your blood if you take your own lives through suicide. Wow. This I just want to read this in Hebrew for a second. Ve'ach et um et dimchem lenafshatechem ad rosh miad kol chayam. Ad Rashenu Miad Hadam Miad Ish Achiv Ad Rosh et Nefesh Hadam. 
שפוך דם האדם באדם דמו, ישפך כי בצלם אלוהים עשה את האדם. This is, I will demand the same from every animal that takes a human life. From man who intentionally kills another man, or a man who in- unintentionally kills another man whom he loves, loves like his brother i will demand the man's life wow i will demand the man's life this is very very heavy stuff and um i hope we can look into this more this is um five i don't think there is one that talks about it here okay Um, whoever spills human blood by killing a person and is witnessed by men shall have his own blood spilled for in the image of God, the creator made men. That is super deep stuff right here. Oh my gosh. I really want to learn more about this. Okay. As for you, I am commanding you to be fruitful and multiply, populate the earth and become numerous on it. All right, guys, make babies, yo. Make some good babies. <laughs> I was in a car ride um, with, with a random guy. Um, and he's like telling me, oh, a normal person getting married we need more normal people so go out and make more babies <laughs> it was something like that it was really weird like oh god um okay eight pasuk eight uh so yeah so this is god establishes a covenant with mankind let's read about it god saw that noah was afraid to have children hmm really So he said to Noah and to his sons who were with him, Look, I am getting up my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you amongst the birds, the domesticated animals, all the wild animals of the earth that walk with you, all those loathsome insects and reptiles who came out of the ark, all the living creatures of the earth. I will confirm my covenant with you that never again will all flesh be wiped out of the flood waters and there will never again be a flood to destroy the earth so this is where we're going to see the rainbow are we going to see an actual rainbow or is it just okay let's find out god said this is the sign of the confirmation of the covenant which i am placing between me and you and every living soul that is with you For all generations, I have placed my rainbow. Rainbow. I, how do they say rainbow in Hebrew? I mean, I know how they say it, but I want to see it in the Torah. Et kshati. Ah, beautiful. Um, et, I have placed my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of covenant between myself and the earth. Then... When I will consider causing clouds of darkness and destruction to come upon the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you, 
and every living creature among all flesh, and all the water will no longer become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow will be in the clouds, and I will look at it to remember the everlasting covenant between God's attribute of judgment and every living creature among all flesh that is on the earth. That is so beautiful and poetic, and it's just like, it's beautiful. It's creme de la creme. I love the way it's written. And probably in Hebrew, it's just like really delightful. You know, God is like in a very good mood here. He's like, I will remember. I will not do this again. It's like he's saying sorry, but like he's also kind of, this is the token, a rainbow. Rainbow. Come on. Rainbow is such a beautiful color. Um, And it's such a blend of like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's just, you know, nature is beautiful. Um, one of my best friends, um, Shimrit, um, we were at a Shabbat um, meal together and um, someone asked like a question. You know how Shabbat meals with a bunch of pe- cool people is like, you know, there's questions and things like that. And one person was asking another person that they don't know to introduce themselves and answer a question and their question was to her was what motivates you every day and she said she gave such a beautiful answer as she does always and she said um nature um it motivates her you know not just like the sun on her face but like looking up at the sky the clouds hearing the birds seeing the trees like just everything um like inspires like nature really inspires her night and that was inspiring and I started to like see how nature really on a day-to-day basis inspires me and I don't even realize it you know like I I had to hear it to kind of like see like like really experience it for myself so thank you Shimrit for for that (laughs) um yeah where were we Yeah, so, um, showing him a rainbow, God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have set up between myself and all flesh that is on the earth. I'm gonna finish by talking about Noah is assaulted by Ham. Yikes. Yikes. Okay, you, I don't really want to read this, but we got it. Uh, the sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Yafet. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah. From them, the entire earth was populator, pl- populated. Noah, a master of soil, uh, degraded himself by planting a vineyard, first of all, he drank off the wine, became drunk, um, and uncover, uncovered himself in his tent. Canaan told his father what had happened. And Ham, the father of Canaan, looked at his father's nakedness and assaulted him. He publicly related the incident to his two brothers. I. I just want to read that for a sec in Hebrew. Vayra Ham Avi Knan et Aravat Avi Vayaged 
לשני אחיו בחוץ. שם אין יפה took a garment and placed it on both of their shoulders. They walked backwards and covered their father's nakedness, even when they had to turn themselves around to cover him. Their faces were turned backwards so that they did not see their father's nakedness. Wow, כל כבוד. Noah woke up from his wine and he realized what his youngest son had done to him. He said, Cursed be Canaan. He shall be a slave among slaves to his brethren. Oi. No more cursing, man. Come on, God just made a covenant and now you're cursing. For, for what? Um, he said, Blessed be God, the gods of Shem, and may Canaan be sub- subjugated slave to them. May God may- make Yafid spread out And may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be a slave to them, even after Shem is exiled. Noach lived 350 years after the flood. Noach lived a total of 950 years, and he died. Bada boom. And that's where we end here. Um, chapter 9. Um... Let's see, let's see. Okay, let's try to try to go back to some stuff here. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. If God had made the rainbow with its ends in the sky, it would resemble a giant archery bow, archering towards earth as if arrows were being shot in the earth from heaven. Instead, it ends face down as a sign of peace. This also makes it more obvious that it is a bow lacking uh, a string from which arrows cannot be fired. Nachmanides. Um. <clears throat> Let's see what else. It's um, not a lot of mefarshim um, here, I don't see. He drank off the wine, became drunk, and uncovered himself in his tent. Noah, um, misconduct with wine was spiritually corrected by Yosef, who says the Babel... who says the Babylonian Talmud, Shabbat 139a, refrained from drinking wine for the entire period he was separated from his brothers. Wow. Wow. Excuse me. Um, they did not see their father's nakedness. If you are unclean, then... You tend to see and become frustrated by the uncleanliness of others. A pure person sees only that his fellow is in need of help. And this is the Baal Shem Tov saying that. All right, some spiritual vitamin. One of the basic elements of the divine design 
as revealed in the Torah, is that God desires it to be carried out by choice and not out of compulsion. You have, therefore, the free will to live in accordance with God's will or in defiance of it. Wow, I love that. And of course, we're going to end off with some questions. So number one, why do people attempt suicide? Oh yes, because we did speak about that. Why? The <laughs> you know what? I think it takes a lot of courage. Yes, courage. Um, to, to do that. Um, it's, uh, um, because you're not afraid of anything. And I don't know if not being afraid of anything is good. It's probably not good. I think there's, there's a reason why we have fear. It's a good thing to have it. Um, our bodies react to it. Our our bodies can learn to react to it. You know, if you, yeah, it's just unbelievable that we are we learn to fight it. But once you give up and you don't fight it, then yeush. Is super toxic and dangerous. And that's what it leads to. Um, and I think when there's yeush. When there's like. You know you give up. Um, it's a very scary thing to what it could lead to. Um, so why do people attempt suicide? I think it's because of yeush. A very very deep dark mixed with depression and sadness and 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 feeling that you don't have a purpose and that you're not doing anything um yeah that's why i feel people do that why don't we have the right to kill ourselves because i believe this is my answer i believe that you know this this life is temporary. I've been I've been actually like meditating on the word temporary. Um, um because we're here in this world temporarily. We, this body does not belong to us. It's just a vessel. And what we do with it is very important. Um it is very important, you know, once you put somebody else in the picture, whether it be your friend, your loved ones, your family, and God, you know, like, it's, all of them are super important, but I believe we're here in a mission for all, all the above, <laughs> all the above be, um, mentioned, um, and we don't have the right to kill ourselves because our bodies don't belong to us. They belong to the Almighty and He decides. He gave us life and He will decide when this life is over. He will decide and we have to trust in the universe. Three, 
Have you ever had extremely pessimistic thoughts? Um, the short answer is yes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> uh, personally. Um, but, you know, that is, uh, you know, for another time, maybe. Because um, we don't have another two hours to talk about that. Um, but, yes, I have. I have. Um I can share that it was clinically um, called um, passive, I was passively suicidal, meaning if I, for example, I, I, I wouldn't care if something bad would happen to me, so that means if I would be walking on the street and a car would hit me, I would be like, okay, well, good. Thank you. I didn't want to deal with this life anyway. But I wasn't going to shove a gun to my head. So that's what it was called. It's, uh, it's you know, not to be taken lightly. Um, it was not... It, it, it was very short uh, period of time. Like a few months that I felt that way. And they were healed very quickly afterward. Like, I mean, relatively... Um, I'm happy I'm over it. I'm a stronger person. I don't wish to my biggest enemy. Uh, I don't think I have a biggest enemy. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I wouldn't wish upon anyone this feeling because it's just horrible. And just the thought of these things is like death itself manifesting in your daily life you know like you, you like we could be walking we could be alive but like if our minds are not alive then then it that's scary <laughs> um and i'm happy we have these rules that we can't you know um kill ourselves and 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 um so so it's not an option it's not an option and having fear and having um, having rules um, is very good. And that is all. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, and we'll uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Yashel koach.